this is Kim Sorrell, the author of Love Is. And if you really want to level up your life, you should be listening to Time to Shine Today podcast with my good, good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. We're at episode 333, uh, discovering the true meaning of love. And I love this interview with my good friend, kind of a homegirl. Uh, she lives in Michigan, where I'm from, uh, Miss Kim Sorrell. And Kim's went through some uh, tribulations, some tragedy, and she's used the lessons that she's learned through her experiences, uh, put it in writing, and also speaks and coaches people about the really true meaning of love. And I'm so stoked to bring you this interview because it just left me feeling great, leveled up, wanting to hug all my friends, my loved ones, and just breathe love into people. So without further ado, here's the author of Love Is and my really good friend, Kim Sorrell. Let's level up. Time to shine today, podcast horsey squad. This is Scott Bergeson, and I'm super stoked and blessed because I got a little Midwest flavor. My good friend here, Kim Sorrell from the awesome state of Michigan, where people that know me know my I have roots in Michigan, and I absolutely love this time of the year. It is the fall. It's the middle of September, and you know it's, it's starting to turn the colors and whatnot. It's just a beautiful time, and I'm so blessed to have Kim on. Kim is the author of Love Is. It's a fan. It pulls from 1 Corinthians 1, or 1 Corinthians 13, and People that know me know that I'm a Christian. I really dig into the New Testament, and I just believe that it's, you know, to really love and not for being boastful or giving just to be noticed, but giving because you just really want to give. And that's what really takes place uh, within this book and within my friend Kim, who is an entrepreneur and director of a nonprofit organization. She's a breast cancer survivor, author again. Mother, grandmother, if you can believe it, if you're watching on YouTube or Vimeo, can you believe this woman is a is an actual grandmother? She's absolutely stunning, but she's also just a rock star author. And so she, while she was working in Haiti, she dedicated a full year to figure out the true meaning of love, a daunting, sometimes scary, sometimes funny task that she writes about in her book, Love Is. And if you stick around long enough, we're going to have a free book giveaway to a lucky listener. And Kim, thank you so much for coming on. Please introduce yourself to Time to Shine Today podcast for our suit squad. But first, Kim, what's your favorite color and why? Purple. I think I think we share the same color, the same favorite <laughs> color. I have always my entire life, purple has been my color. It's yeah? just, yeah. I, I'm And I'm not sure why, but it's just <laughs> a special color. I just well, it's it's regal. I mean, if you look in the book of numbers and whatnot, you get in there and every the cloths and everything is is kind of royal, regal, and whatnot. Plus, it's a mesh between, you know, red and blue. So you can have that nice cool blue side. But I'm sure being a mother and raising children, you got that red side that can come out every once in a while as well. So and it's in your color wheel. So that, that's fantastic. So let let's kind of get into the origins, maybe a little bit of the roots of Kim and kind of where we started, where we kind of came through and and also into authoring the book. Yeah, yeah, well, sure. Yeah, so I, uh, I I, didn't come about this on purpose, I guess. I was uh, diagnosed with cancer a few years ago, and four months later, my husband was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Oh, my and gosh. And he passed away six weeks later. 
And so is crazy, right? I mean, you, you never want to hear the cancer word once, but to hear it twice in four months. And my husband was wonderful. We had a great marriage. It was great. We had five kids and got these 11 grandkids now. And most of them never got to meet my, my husband, who was wonderful. I was 47 years old, never expected to be single at 47, never expected to be alone. We were going to be that couple on rockers, you know, on the front porch, drinking yeah, yeah. lemonade in our 90s, you know, whatever, smiling at each other, whatever it is people do in their 90s. And uh, so it shocked my world. It, it rocked everything that I thought was going to happen with my future. And it really made me question love, the true meaning of love. And being a Christian, you know that John says God is love. Not that God loves, but God is love. So love is something you are. So love isn't an emotion or just a word you throw around or something that's only between couples or, or whatever people think of love is, but it's something you are. It's living, breathing, walking, talking. God is love. So what does that even mean? Like, what does that even mean? And I, I just question love because did I do it right with my husband? Am I doing it right in general? Am I being love to other people? Am I, I, I figure if you are love, if you can be love to other people, you are being as close to the way God wants you to be as humanly possible. So I decided, okay, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure out love, the true meaning of love. And so I took 1 Corinthians 13, here at a lot of weddings, your eyes glaze over because we hear it so often, right? Love is patient. Love is kind, does not envy, does not boast, et cetera. Yeah. And I took one word a month to figure out what is love that is patient? What is love that is kind? And I was mostly in Haiti when I was doing it. And holy cow, my world changed. And I really believe I now know what love really is. And I also believe we get it wrong. Wow. And get it wrong how, Kim? Uh, well, I think we uh, one way is we put numbers on love. Like you go to a premarital counseling or something and people will say, well, you know, it's 50-50 or it's 100-100, you know, well, there's no number to love. There, love and numbers don't go together. Love is love, period. Yes. And love is a one-way street, not a two-way street. Love is on you. And you give love, period. Right. If you give love to get love back, then it's not love. Then you're right. doing something to get something yes. and it doesn't do that, right? Right, right. absolutely. It, it, and I love, I love, see, I just said, I love that you you kind of bring that up because, you know, I make two New Year's resolutions every year. One is to make someone smile every day. And that, see, I won, yay, uh, won my day. And, and, and that's, and I don't expect a smile back. Here on the East Coast of South Florida, we get a lot of Boston, New York, Philly, nothing against the people, but they're edgier. And I just smile and you just might be like, what's your problem? But I I understand that I'm giving and not accepting looking to be reciprocated towards right and i love that you put that out there that love just is it's just a it's a it's almost static in a sense right where it's just like it, it exists and either you believe in it as all being or not and that's what i kind of got from reading the first part of your book i'm sorry i didn't get through the whole thing yet but it, it, it's beautiful so when it comes to love kim is what do you find would be people's biggest blind spot to love? I would say the biggest blind spot is that I really believe that you're supposed to love everybody. Yes. You should, you should love everybody. It doesn't mean you got to like them. 
Right. But you should love everybody, right? Right. And with love, there is acceptance. There, it's it's unconditional. Uh, there is no room for discrimination. There is no room for condemnation. Judgment are out the window. You let people be who they are. You realize that you have control over nobody but yourself. Right. You only have control of you. You have control of an infant for a short time. And then that infant becomes a toddler and you realize you have lost all control, right? Right. And you no longer have control. And how many times I am guilty of trying to fix somebody, you know, giving unsolicited advice and thinking that I know better. So I'm going to tell you, boy, if you just did this, your life would be so much easier. Well, it's not up to me. You know, people make their own choices and people are individuals and people are people all over the world. And to really appreciate people for who they are, like every day we live leads us to today. And we have not walked in anybody's shoes but our own. Mm. So we don't know what makes people the way they are today. Right. But to appreciate it, to, to understand that that's the truth, and then let people live who they believe they're created to live. Yes. And stop putting labels on people. You know, stop yes. calling them up by their political party or calling them by any other name but the one that their parents gave them. Beautiful. You know, when we label people, we we automatically think things about them, right? right? We automatically make assumptions and, well, they're this, so they must be that. And most of the time, it's not true. Right. Stop and talk to people. You'll find out that you'll learn a whole lot about them. Right. And I love that with my coaching clients is that I don't take a niche, like I, I coach everybody, and I've been blessed to have just fantastic clients. Uh, but I just, I'm more interested in their story than telling them mine. And when I am, that's my version of kind of love is because one, I selfishly get to learn from them. But at the same time, if there's any opening, if you will, to help them through, you know, getting them because within the person resides the problem, but that within the person resides the solution as well. And they all have that. I just think that if you come at a person, I don't mean to say that aggressively, but come at the person as a, a form of love, then so many things can be, you know, again, like you said, take labels off, take discrimination off, and just really have that conversation and love is present. I love, I love that you just, that, that that's the way you said it. So do you work with people um, within coaching to, to, for a little bit more love or what? what is your a business, I guess, kind of set up. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. I do that. Um, work with couples, but work nice. with individuals even to, to really learn about love. Uh, I, um, there's, a, a groups that are using my book, like in small groups. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Even in companies, businesses. Yeah. Because, you know, love is, is universal and it's everywhere and it changes everything. And, there are people that have problems with their coworkers or they've got problems with their boss or they have, you know, issues at work or they've got issues with their mom's group or they've got issues with whatever. Mm. And, and it brings unhappiness because of these issues. Well, if you really understand love, those issues go away Mm. because the issues that you have are because you're judging somebody Mm. for what they're doing. Right. 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 You you take that away and your issues go away. And I love that you say that it's, like, uh, it, I live in the biggest glass house that you'll ever see. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not, you know, throwing that stone ever first. You know, I will protect my house, but I'm, I'm not doing it. But I'm, 
not going to lie to you and say I wasn't the biggest narcissist before in my life. I'm a recovering narcissist, which once I implemented love into my life the right way, and my story is kind of crazy, and I understand why I was, but it's not who I am now. And I, I think that reading your book can get people to understand love and understand that there's an abundance of it. A lot of, you know, there's everywhere at all times. And that's, that's beautiful. And another thing you said, you just can't see it. Um, but I truly believe that it's a sin not to love. And I don't mean a sin in a religious connotation. I mean it as, you know, the Greek word, the Greek root word of sin is sinny, which means missing the mark. Right. And that I just really believe that if you're not loving, you're missing the mark in life. And, and I, and I think that we probably agree with that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love yeah. Love it. So, when you're working with somebody, whether it's couples or someone to come up to to level up their love, is there any good question, maybe during the discovery period, any good question that you wish they would ask you but never do? Uh, you know, I, th I think a lot of it comes down to communication. Okay. And uh, with everything, you know, how important communication is. But, man, do we suck at it sometimes. Yes. Like, we can be so bad at it. And, <laughs> and, and a couple can be disagreeing about something little. Usually disagreements aren't big deals, right? right but then right. it expands, it grows, it grows. And pretty soon your blood pressure's up and your heart's racing. And, man, you're throwing your arms around. You're really into it. And then somebody says they're sorry, but you are so elevated. You're both so elevated that you say, well, that's fine. But remember last week when you did and remember yeah. two years ago when you did, right? Right. And, you know, you're not listening anymore. You're not really communicating. Communication True. is is important, but to, communication, to communicate in love is to listen first and listen mostly. Love it. Listen, listen. Love. Yeah, and the guy gave us two ears and a mouth for a reason. At least my mom told me that a lot. Shut your mouth, Scott. There's there's a message there somewhere I'd get a lot. So, Kim, if you don't mind me asking, with, with what you've really internalized and brought into your life with love now, what would a conversation be like with your husband if you could have one? Oh, man. Uh, you know, it would be it would be different. I we there was a lot of love between us for yeah, sure. Yes, so that's what I heard. I'm just curious. Yeah, but um, but the things that I was doing wrong was uh, one thing I was doing is I was looking for things in return, and and you can't. You know, mm. love just doesn't do that. Love is kind. Love mm. is kind. It gives. It does. It does kind things. It says kind words. It acts kindly, with zero expectations of anything in return. You know, not a thank you note. Not a reciprocal casserole, <laughs> right, <laughs> no, right. Nothing, right? Yeah, but, but just gives, just gives. And so to live that way in a marriage, to be a hundred percent a giver with no expectations of anything in return. Mm. But the beauty of love, the that one of the things that's beautiful about love is that the more you give, the more you get. Years ago in my marriage, I I wasn't happy. My kids were young, I'm running around, I'm chasing them, I'm making dinner, I'm doing laundry, the laundry never ends. My husband comes home from work, lays on the couch, takes a nap. I'm thinking, I'm doing all the work here. Like right. I'm doing everything. Like, what do I need him for? You know, right. why, why am I in this? It'd be easier, I'd be one less person to do laundry for, one less person to cook for, clean up after. And so I made a decision that I wanted a happy marriage. 
I wanted a happy marriage. And so I decided I was going to do everything I could to make him happy. Mm. Whatever it was. So I'd go to the grocery store and I'd buy his favorite candy, you know, mm-hmm. or something special to drink. And I'd make his favorite meals and I'd anything that I could think of to do to make this man happy, write him a note in the morning sometimes mm. or whatever it was. And I didn't put a time limit on it. Mm. I didn't say, you know what? I'm going to do this for three months. If he doesn't respond, I'm out of here. I decided I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Well, what ended up happening was, and and with no expectations of getting anything, right? no matter what he did, I'm doing this for him. Sure. But of course he changed. Mm -hmm. But even more so, I changed. My attitude toward him changed. Mm. The way I looked at him, how he appeared in my eyes changed. You know, the, the qualities that I love that, that I married came out more and more and right. uh, leaving his underwear on the bathroom floor became less and less important. Wow. And that's one thing that love does is that it changes you. Yeah. It changes you. Yes. Yes. I, I love I Again, it's beautiful that you, you're, you're saying it that way. And though with your reciprocation, it's like, you're not expecting it, but you're open to it, right? Oh, sure. Okay, good. I yeah. just want to, again, that's something that I, I coach my clients on is, you know, I mean, I, I give, give, give until it hurts so good. Not expecting anything. That in It's something I've learned over probably the past 11, 12 years. Um, and it's changed my life, just like you said. It's, it's attracted my lady Susan into my life. It's attracted, you know, just fantastic things. Um, and I'm, I'll sit back and go, damn, do, do I deserve this? But then I look back and I'm like, well, yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> you know, who's being open to it. So, Kim, have you seen the movie Back to the Future? I have. Okay, let's go back to the double deuce, the 22-year-old Kim. Um, what knowledge nuggets might you drop on her? Not to change anything, although your life has been tumultuous and kind of crazy, but it is full of love. But not to change anything so much, but to maybe help her level up, last through, or shorten that learning curve just a little bit. You know, one thing that I've learned over life, and everybody knows probably, is that days can be so long, but years go by really fast. Wow. And so to sit back and enjoy the moments, uh, you know, like um, like when you're a mom and you're cooking at the stove and you've got this kid poking your arm and poking your arm and you're, po- and you're going, buddy, I'm trying to cook. I'm making us dinner, you know, whatever. Right. I wish that I would have stopped mm. and just taken a moment and said, Luke, what do you need, bud? Right. And it probably would have been a 20 second, I made an airplane and run away, you know, or whatever, whatever it right. was. Right. Yeah. And if I would have taken the time and not looked at my kids or anybody else as an interruption to my plans. Right. But realize that they're the most important thing. Any person is way more important than my to-do list. Right. And I wish I knew that then. And I love that. Because when we when we pass on, you know, our inbox isn't going to be empty. You know, it and it's it, it's crazy you just said that because I was driving yesterday and you know, school's you know in and there's just a huge car line. And luckily I live right around the corner from this car line that happens all the time. But I'm driving in, I was kind of stuck and I'm I'm monitoring people in their cars. I'm a people watcher, that's just me. And I'm seeing parents look really kind of peeved that they're there. And I'm thinking, man, if if do they know that in 12 years from now, they're going to wish they were sitting in that car line again. 
and enjoy that moment. I, I love that you said that about your son poking you and, and just probably wanted something really little. I, lo I love it that you're transparent like that, Kim. And so how do you want your dash remember that that little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date, your life date and death date? Hopefully, God willing, it's way down the line. But how does Kim want her dash remember? Uh, that she loved. Right. Love it. That That's enough said. <laughs> you know, it's, I think you're going to kind of slide across home plate, bumped and bruised, but knowing that you've left a mark on people and that you loved and you're paying it forward. That, that That's a beautiful thing. So Kim, what do you think people misunderstand about you the most? Uh, I think one thing that people really misunderstand is that people change people grow like my 22 year old self. Hopefully I'm a different person now. Mm -hmm. You know, I've often thought that people should, somebody should write a book. You know, there's books on toddlers and on adolescents, teenagers, and then we stop. Right. But what about getting through your twenties yeah. and you're a different person in your thirties. Right. And what about a book on your forties, a book on your fifties, you know, like it's different and you, right. can, to, you should allow others to change and allow yourself to and then recognize that change happens yes. and don't think back, you know, like you're going to a class reunion and, and you remember this high school, Kim, this high school, Scott, and you think right. it's the same person because you're not going to be the same person. No, we I mean, just look in the mirror. You know, I'm 50 years old and I look back at like when I was, you know, 18, I'm like, I look different. And then the thoughts that kind of come up in my head of like how I was thinking then, you know, <laughs> it, it's crazy. So Kim, Outside of anything electronic or uh, digital, what are three things that you can't live without? So what I mean is no cell phones, no computers, no technology. What are what are three other things you can't live without? Okay, so so things, not people, right? It could be. It could be people, well, places, family, or things. Absolutely. My family, friends, you know, whatever. Community, right? Beaches. Mm -hmm. Okay. Love the sand, love the beach. Um, I can't live without a... Um, a paddleboard. There you that, go. By the way, I often call it the wrong word and I call it a waterboard and I invite people over to waterboard and <laughs> oh my I never get any takers. I don't know. Well, you got to come down here. I was literally on my board this morning with my rescue pit bull. Um, and, you know, we have Hurricane Earl that's kind of stern up there. Luckily, he's not coming our way, but it has his fun waves. Usually it's crystal clear and stuff, but we got to get some waves in today. And my pity absolutely loves it. So, yeah, we call it uh, SUP here, like stand-up waterboarding. You go and SUP, you know. Um, my friend in um, in Michigan, he owns a, a company called Bats What's Up. And it's and he's got a really cool paddleboarding place. So if you're ever over on the east coast of the state, Brandon, I can put you in touch and you have a fun little paddleboarding excursion over there in no, like the uh, uh, Wixom area, Commerce area. It's really nice. Oh. But okay, and, and and I'm figuring love is probably at the top of those things you can't live without, right? Yeah, <laughs> so yes. that's what it's all about. <laughs> a, I love it. I love yes, it. That, that and and probably black licorice maybe might okay. Be well, you can have that. I'll let you have that. You. <laughs> it's, a, it's an acquired <laughs> taste. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Time to shine today. Podcast varsity squad. We are back. And Kim, I, I have a feeling we're going to hook up one day and at least have a nice little chat over some coffee or a bev or dinner or whatnot. Um, but we'll probably talk 15, 20 minutes about a few of these questions that I'm going to ask you. But in this, you have five seconds with no explanation. So you ready to level up? I'm ready. Let's do this. So, Kim, what is the best leveling up advice you've ever received? 
Uh, five seconds. Um, I'm trying to think. My dad has given me so much good advice, gave me so much good advice over the years. Um, uh, one of the things with business was watch the pennies and the dollars watch themselves. Love that. Wow. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. I make a list every day of Beautiful. what I'm going to get done. And uh, Love it. I always put more on my list than sure. I can actually do in a day. Good for you. If you, I do the same thing. Again, when we die, our inbox won't be empty. So love that. So if you see me walking down the street, you're like, Fergie, man, he looks like he's in his doldrums a little bit. Outside of love is, what other book, maybe one on that shelf behind you, might you hand me to help me level up? Um, um, get to. I. Uh, it's a It's a book about, instead of saying. I have I to, get to. to. Love it. Read it. Yeah. Beautiful. What's your most commonly used emoji when you text? Um, the one with the smirk. All right. Love it. Uh, nicknames growing up? Kimmy. Kimmy. Okay. Awesome. Chess, checkers, or Monopoly? Monopoly, just because more people can play. Love it. Go-to ice cream flavor? Uh, it's gotta be mint chocolate chip. How do we are best friends already? <laughs> There's a sandwich called the Kimmy Suriel. What is on that sandwich? Build it for me. Okay. It has roast beef, mm. tender roast beef. It has grilled onions and grilled peppers. And it has uh, a few different kinds of cheeses, a little bit of mayonnaise, some salt and pepper. Oh, we are buddies. Absolutely. <laughs> Favorite charity and or organization you like to give your time or money to? Yeah. Well, I run an organization. International. What is it? Rays of Hope International. Okay. We're a partnering organization. We work with people in their own country who understand the culture and the language and, and the true need. And we just walk alongside. Love that. Love that, Kim. And last question, you can elaborate a little bit on this one, but what's the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or oh, 90s? So easy, 70s. 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 Anybody that says anything else than the 70s <laughs> does not listen to 70s music. Dude, 70s music was the best storytelling music. You could understand the lyrics. And it's funny because, you know, again, I was um, I, I was in my early stages of life in the 70s, being 50 years old now. So when I, I lost my mom like three years ago, like tomorrow, and, you know, so, like I'll play when I'm like editing a podcast or getting ready for something, I play the 70s. It's, it's weird. I'll throw on the Eagles or just something that just kind of takes me back to a really calmer place. I'm an 80s guy just because I kind of you know graduated in 1990, but the 70s was the best folk. I mean, Croce. I mean, all those like this fun, fun music. So I, yeah. I love that you said that and you're sticking to it. You're convicted I'm so to it. I'm sticking to it. Yeah. I love it. A lot of the artists are still around. God, they are. And it's, and it's awesome. And what's being nice in South Florida is they'll come down here in the winter and throw up impromptu shows. It's it's, it's crazy. Wow. You know, two doors down is a, a is a guy, um, Larry uh, Jackson. He was in the Four Tops, right? And he plays every Thursday night at a place just himself, and it's just like kind of like takes me back a little because Four Tops was sixties and seventies, and it was it, it it's it's fun. So, Kim, how can we find you? Uh, well, my I am literally the only Kim Sorrell spelled my way <laughs> in the entire world right. because it's an obnoxious name. It has way too many letters. It has two R's, two E's, two L's, S-O-R-R-E-L-L-E. So KimSorrell.com that no one will ever remember is my website. You can also get there, though, loveis.info. 
Um, okay. I do have a love challenge, free love challenge on my website. I send you, uh, if you, if you join, I send you a wristband, a WWLD, what would love do wristband Ooh. in the color of your choice. Love and it. yeah, so love is that info, but I'm all over social media. And again, Kim Sorrell, I'm the only one. And so you put in Kim Sorrell, you're going to find me. I love it. Love it. Kim, tell us a little bit about your book here. Uh, love is, and I, I know we got into it a little bit, but um, I do want to do a free giveaway to anybody that does put love is into any of our social. I don't care if it's Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, whoever first one that puts love is Kim's going to autograph it. It'll be on time to shine today's dime, but we'll autograph it and mail it out to you. Um, so whoever puts love is in there, but let's a little bit about the book, if you don't mind, kind of like a yeah. footnotes version in a, in a sense without giving too much away. Yeah, absolutely. So each chapter is a word from, from that poem, right? That 2000 year old poem, love is patient, love is kind. And there are actually 14 words. So it took me a little bit longer than a year Very cool. uh, because I did one a month. I focused on one a month. And so I start each chapter with what I think it is, you know, like we know what patience is, you know, whatever, sure. what we think, what I think it is. And then I tell the story of what happens to me in Haiti that brings me to the realization. So I was chased by a motorcycle gang. I had to sleep outside with the tarantulas and the snakes and the chupacabras or whatever's lurking in the bushes of Haiti. Sure. I lost on a mile high mountain with a medical student from Central Michigan University, actually. And so crazy things happened. And and uh, I learned from those crazy things. You know, it finally took me all month, every month, took me to the end of the month. But that's what the book is, is it's the stories of of what bring me to the realization. And then it's the realization. That's love is all all around you. You know, I guess that's uh, and it takes me a little bit to the movie Love Actually. Have you ever seen that? That's fun. And it's just like love is all around you. And it, it just it is. And it's just it's static to me. It's just there. And you just have to just you know, tune into it, kind of like a, a radio station, if you will, metaphorically, of course. But that, that's awesome. So do me one last solid and leave us with one last knowledge nugget we can take with us, internalize, and take action on, Kim. Okay. Um, I would say love that is patient listens. And instead of being with somebody, asking them how they are, meaning those words, first of all, and then realizing that this is the most important moment of your life. What's in the past is in the past. What's in the future is yet to come. This is it. This is the moment. So instead so of thinking strong. of your to-do list or the meeting that you have later, what you have to pick up at the grocery store on the way home, love that is patient would say, no, you are right here right now. And you're showing love by giving the person everything you got. Yeah, I love that. I, again, I, I say love all the time, but it, you know, it's kind of like so many people like have a, a foot in the future, a foot in the past, and I piss all over the present. And uh, what you're hearing is just stay right there. And, it, and it, it's a beautiful thing. And squad, we I just had a fantastic conversation with kind of a homegirl of mine here um, from the great state of Michigan. And she went through, you know, metaphorically hell and back. You know, she's diagnosed with cancer, lost her husband, that nasty pancreatic cancer. It's just sad. It rocked her world. It made her question the meaning of love, you know, and she reminds us that love is something we are. It's not an emotion or word you just throw around. You know, if you can be loved, that is as close as you can get to God. Or if you don't believe in God, then your creator, as you can possibly humanly possibly be. You know, sometimes we put numbers on love. 
there it's and we call it like a two-way street Kim wants to remind us that it's it's a one-way street you give 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 without any want of reciprocation because that is true love but the thing about that is and Kim reminded us is that no matter what God is going to give because he's a he's a good God um, and if you're just someone that does, again, don't believe in God, then your creator is a good God in your universe or however you believe it is going to provide. It's going to come back to you the more you do. But don't do it for that. Do it because it's freaking the right thing to do. You know, you know, you, you don't have to really like somebody to love them. And that's something that I know going through relationships and, and kids and whatnot. And she wants you to you really stop putting labels on love because, again, love just is. And she wants a, her younger person to remember or even anybody out there that wants to pick up on this. that Days can be long, but the years go by really fast. Enjoy the moment. Slow down. Because my good friend Kim here, she's planting trees with this that she's probably never going to sit in the shade of. And it makes me grateful to be connected to her. You know, she has her uh, nonprofit, Raise Hope International, which you will find in our show notes. She has a fantastic book, Love Is. Again, that's that'll be in our show notes with a free book giveaway. And that her name is spelled with two R's, two E's, and two L's. So it's very unique. So you can find her very easily, um, with, you know, online or anywhere she is. And then, you know, reminds us also, lastly, that love is that is patient will keep you in the moment. You know, and you don't, and we want you to be persistent with your love as well. That to continuously love, love, love and, and until you just may, becomes who you are. Like she said, love is who you are. It's not something you're striving to be or something you're trying to give. It's it's who you are. And that's what my good friend Kim is. She's full of love. She levels up her health. She levels up her wealth. She's humble. Yeah, she's hungry. She's earned a varsity squad letter here at Time to Shine today. Kim, thank you so much for coming on. I absolutely love your guts. Oh, my word. This has been fantastic. You are amazing. And I can't wait to have a coffee or whatever yes. with you. Definitely. We'll chat soon. Bye now. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you're a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.